some may not believe it, and I won't say it's true, but some of us have smelled your rose perfume. Johanna, Johanna, are you really here? Looking for your lover after all these years. Spookish greetings to every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those tunes, as always, are courtesy of the awesome Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Now, I just need to say something that happened yesterday that was, like, so phenomenal. Me and my sister and boyfriend, we were heading over to a restaurant to go meet up with my boyfriend's mom and brother. And so we're sitting there just, like, hanging out, and... All of a sudden, me and my sister look up to see my mom and dad walking up to us. Now, it's a shocker because they're both from Colorado, living in Colorado, and they wanted to surprise us and come visit because my sister is leaving to Italy next month. And I mean, it was such a phenomenal surprise. So we have a house full of people. So if you hear any sounds in the background, it just may be them having a great time. So gotta love surprises just smiling from ear to ear right now (laughs) so anyways I have two awesome guests joining me this week Kim and David Libby I read a couple of their experiences actually and shared a few EVPs that they shared with me on the Halloween episode and I believe it was part one David Libby is an Air Force veteran a former private investigator and a professional artist Kim Libby, his wife, she's also a professional artist. She's a human mom and a cat mom. With an interest in the paranormal, she's worked jobs from real estate to driving 18-wheelers. Ever since she was a young child, Kim has been able to sense spirits. Sometimes it's a blessing, sometimes it's not. David and Kim live in a home that is filled to the brim with paranormal activity, and I just can't wait to hear about some of their encounters and experiences. So here we go. Kim and David Libby, welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, pleasure is absolutely all mine. We've been friends on social media for quite a while now and it's always neat seeing the you know what's happening at your house you're always posting phenomenal posts and evidence and different things like that now you guys were actually recently featured on a paranormal tv show called fright club i mean what a fun neat experience that must have been i want to hear more about that well it was really fun you know we didn't it wasn't anything that we sought to do. Uh, actually, they sought us out. Right. Oh, cool. We, yeah. We had uh, spoken with a medium out in California who told us quite a bit about what was going on in the house. She knew the producer somehow and had heard that they were starting this TV show. And so she told the producer about us. And then the medium contacted us and said, is it okay if I give the producer your number? And we said, well, sure. And, I mean, the producer called within 30 minutes. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it was very quick. 
we sent a lot of information. So we, we didn't really know what they were going to choose, but we enjoyed what they did. Right, yeah, we sent a lot of our evidence that we had. And what was interesting was the uh, producer called us, we did an interview with her, and then we uh, talked to a second producer who kind of handled our, our show in our, our particular episode. So they said, okay, well, we want to put you on the show. And we Skyped. It was Skype because at the time in California, they had the COVID restrictions so that they couldn't actually come out to our house. Right. So, you know, we went ahead and set everything up. We had our you know, little laptop there. And we still didn't know who was, you know, going to be the host of the show. So we're kind of sitting there, and the producer was talking to us on the phone at the same time and said, uh, well, they're going to be on in five minutes. And then she goes, do you know who's going to be the uh, producers of the show? I mean, the uh, host of the show. And we said, well, we really don't know. She said, it's going to be Jack Osborne and the Ghost Brothers. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. Two of our favorites, because, you know, we watched her show. So we were kind of like, all of a sudden, we kind of got really nervous because we didn't expect, you know, that they were going to be hosting. So they came on, and they were wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Right. And we went ahead and did our episode, and what we like about the show is it's a little bit different because they're, they're there to look at clips and take them seriously, but what was neat about it was they were there to have fun, too, so there was a lot of humor. But it was a very, very uh, fun, fun experience, and we're glad we did it. That is terrific. Yeah, that's neat. A lot of times I hear that people are trying to communicate with these production companies so they could share their story. But these guys actually came to you, you know, you weren't expecting this or wanting this. And they just kind of asked you about that. So that's really neat. How can people who want to watch this episode, how can they do so? Uh, Well, originally it was was set to go on the travel channel, but Discovery, which owns the Travel Channel and a whole bunch of other channels, they opened up a new streaming service called Discovery Plus. And what it is, it's a uh, service that you pay, I think it's as low as $4.99 a month. And it's a streaming service, so you would have to get Discovery Plus. And they also have all their paranormal and ghost shows on there. I mean, it's it's massive library. They have over 5,000, I believe it is, right, shows. Right. Yeah. Oh, incredible. I'll have to check that out for sure. And I really yeah. will have to watch this episode because it sounds like you guys went through so much. And we were actually waiting for this episode to be released so right. we can have a conversation about all this stuff. And so I'm excited we're actually able to finally do it. I mean, a big congrats to you guys. That's exciting to be able to share your story on TV. And I mean, I know you guys have a big following on social media too. A lot of people following you guys and always excited to see what you guys are releasing. Now, with this episode, were you guys, David, am I correct? It kind of talks a bit about an event that happened with you, an attachment? Yes, it, it was an attachment that happened probably, I guess, about what, three, three or four years ago. And it's probably one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. How it started was I was going to take a shower, and I was in the shower, and I felt 
puts two hands on on my arms and it kind of the hands go down my arms. Mm. Now, first, I thought maybe it was Kim. So when I turned around, there was no one there. Oh. How, how I can best describe what happened was I got this rushing feeling towards me, like like almost like if you can imagine a gust of wind, and it came towards me, and when it hit me, I had the most horrible, terrible thoughts and feelings, and I've never, I, I get the chills talking about it. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget that. It got so bad that I actually got out of, out of the shower. I didn't even towel off. I called in the bed into a, kind of, a, I guess, a, a fetal position, and I sat there, and I was trembling, and, and Kim was asking me what was going on. I had a hard time talking about it because, you know, I didn't sleep for days. One of the things that, how the best I can describe it was, it was the most horrible thoughts, the most horrible feeling. Um, I had nightmares after mm. nightmare after nightmare. I had got to a point where it felt like I couldn't control my arms. I, it, it felt like I just wanted to lash out at anybody near me. I actually had to sit on my hands when wow. I was on the couch because I was afraid that I would just lash out and hit. Oh, man. That's horrible. Uh, for about three months, I prayed and prayed. I, even the night of that happened, I had to get out of the house because I felt so overwhelmed that I walked to a local church and prayed at the doorstep. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I can yeah, feel the emotion in your voice. I just... I've dealt with an attachment too. And it is, I agree with you. One of the scariest things ever. It just, what a horrible feeling. Yes. And it, it, it still upsets him as you can tell. Yeah. Today. Oh. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, we even wonder if he has some leftover. Right. Um, attachment, you know, because there's, he still has, uh, you know, bad dreams and, and, yeah, so so we we wonder if that's part of it, you know, that you you may get rid of the attachment, but maybe some of it is still there. I almost feel sometimes like there's maybe a little residue left over, and we've been talking about it lately, you know, about maybe finding somebody who can maybe help get rid of that whatever was left over right absolutely well i know you guys are fortunate enough to know some legit mediums and maybe it's something that has to be beyond a medium but i also know some very phenomenal mediums that i trust full-heartedly so if you're not able to find somebody i could see if i could get in touch with one of my people and because, yeah, it's it's insane. It's like such a violation of your body when yes. you feel like it's still there. With my attachment, it happened in Tombstone. And I did a whole two episodes about it at the very beginning of this podcast almost two years ago. But 
So I won't like repeat all that stuff, but I could definitely talk to you guys about it at a later time off air. But yeah, it was like after the fact, part of the thing was I had this woman come. She was like a spiritual trauma healer and she was kind of, it took a while to get rid of this thing, but basically she he was illegally hanged and basically she said that he was telling her that he felt judged like judgment was involved with me and that i don't know the whole story and um there were times where even after the when it was gone she said maybe you should think twice before you judge people and there's times where i would be like after the attachment which lasted over a month I would be in a situation and in my head, I would kind of have like a, oh, geez, really kind of thought like a judgy thought. And all of a sudden I would feel a tightness in my chest that I felt before, like an elephant sitting on me, kind of like a, uh, 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 remember what happened. And so then I stop right away. But to this day, that still happens. It's like almost like a reminder, if you will. Right. I understand. Yeah. Any, any help would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. I'll see if I could talk to my people and see what we could do because yeah, you said this happened several years ago, and you could hear the emotion in your voice. Like, it really sticks with you, and it's something you don't forget, uh, unfortunately. It's just one of those things. But So do you know the identity of this person, this entity that attached to you? Yes, we do believe we know. Um, hmm. Well, the medium in California, uh, she's the one that... that uh, pretty well told us right. who it was we suspected it was, which is uh, you know, who we talked about on the show on right. Travel General last night, or Discovery Plus, and uh, you can talk about her. Yeah, it's um, her name is Catherine, and what we found out originally from the medium was we believe it was the 1800s that she lived, mm. And she was like a manipulator. She, I actually seen her in uh, full body apparition of her by my bed. Oh wow! And when I saw her originally, this was before the attachment happened, and I saw her, and she was wearing an old, uh, which I guess you can describe kind of if you know, like an old uh, Western type uh, dress like you would see in a bar or something. I'm yeah. not sure how to describe that. But she was very pretty. She had blonde hair, uh, blue eyes, and she had her hair up, I remember, and she had a hat on. Hmm. And later on from the media, we found out, you know, that her name was Catherine and that what had happened was she evidently was obsessed with me and she was trying to get rid of Kim, basically. Wow. And what happened uh, from the medium is said that she had murdered someone, but she didn't physically do it. She got two other males to do it for her. Well, that's, I believe, what the um, first medium yeah, said. Well, the first medium said, yeah. But um, the medium in California said that she just, she didn't like me in the beginning, that she wanted me out of the way because she wanted David for herself, she saw qualities in David that um, she wanted, and so she tried to get David to do me harm, you know, get me out of the way. Jeez. Yeah. That's scary. Wow. And so now, 
I guess uh, she's changed her mind and has told the medium that I was okay. Oh, jeez. So she's still <laughs> around, huh? One of the things was uh, I had uh, asked one time after, you know, during this, uh, this attachment, you know, I said, is your name Catherine? And we got an EVP. She says, my name is Catherine. And that kind of cemented everything that what the medium said was correct. Yes. So we knew for sure that what they said was correct and that that was her name. That was her intentions at the time. Oh, my goodness. Well, David, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And you too, Kim. It's, you know, here she is threatening you and threatening the household. And yeah, that's horrible. I'm glad that things are somewhat better. Now, when did you guys first know that something was going on at your house, that it wasn't just home sweet home, that there was some sort of activity taking place? Well, you know, I lived here for many, many, many years before David came into my life. Hmm. I've lived in this house for over 20 years. Oh, okay. And um, David's lived here for eight years. Eight years, yes. And I have known that there were spirits in the house since I moved in. You know, little things would happen, but, you know, I was busy working and, and you know, making a way <laughs> for myself after a divorce. Yeah. And, you know, I would have, like I have these uh, Tiffany pool lights in the living room and I would hear over the vacuum cleaner which I find even today strange you know I would hear the pull on the chain on the lamp oh wow interesting over, oh yes over vacuum cleaner hmm. which you know, normally wouldn't think you would hear right but I would hear it, the light would come on, and, oh, grandkids were afraid to stay in the house because, oh. you know, they, yeah, felt there were ghosts here, and, you know, just had things happen, and then I started having poltergeist activity, and that was when I was married to the person I was married to before David. Yeah. And the poltergeist activity was very bad. <laughs> Jeez. And, uh, you know, I had, the first thing that happened was in the bathroom, and it was the dryer, my hair dryer, fell off the, the toilet, and I thought, well, you know, it was just the way I had it sitting up there, and I didn't really think anything about it. You know, because I could reason that away. But then it started when I was in the shower. You know, shampoos and things would get thrown across the shower. <laughs> and then from there, it was an iron. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, yes. That I kept in the above uh, cabinet in the kitchen. And I knew how I had placed it. And this is an old house. You know, it was built in the 1920s. Yeah. Early 1920s. So the kitchen cabinets, they have a lift that comes up on them quite a bit. And so, in order for that iron to come out, 
that would be quite a feat. And, and those doors are hard to pull open, too. You know, the first time it happened, uh, the iron came flying out and almost tipped me while I was making coffee. Oof. It hit my cat. And um, so when I put it back up in the upper cabinet, I made sure that I put the flat part of the iron back toward the wall and that it was secure. And it happened again. <laughs> Jeez. So I told my then husband, I said, this is what happened. And he didn't believe me no. until he was across the kitchen and the iron came flying out of the cabinet and <laughs> almost hit him. So it was just uh, several things. And in fact, we just, what was it, last year, I think it was around September, October, was our last poltergeist. Yeah, it, I had a really heavy, we weighed it, what was it, 17 pounds, something right. like that. We were in the uh, living room watching TV, and we heard this god-awful crash in our front bedroom. So I immediately, because it sounded like somebody was trying to break in through a window or something, so I ran in there, mm. and we had this big, heavy lamp, and it was chucked all the way across the floor. Ugh. And that was probably the... the as the biggest item, uh, we've had quite a few poltergeist stuff, but that was probably the biggest item. And, and it literally, in the way that it was, it wasn't that, say, the lamp fell over. You could see where it slid across the floor. You know, we, we had scrapes, and we had scrapes on the lamp that were bent because it literally was like if you were taken with two hands and it's chucking across the floor. Oh my god. Unbelievable. That's wild. Yeah. I always have to laugh when people say there's so many people out there who believe that spirits can't hurt you. They can't cause harm. And I'm like, well, the people who've been attacked or scratched or who have had things thrown at them, I think they would disagree full heartedly. (laughs) It's they definitely have control of the situation. They let us know, okay, I'm around by smell, by touch, by other sound. By other things, and like you guys said, you know, a huge heavy lamp from from that to an iron to different things, that's pretty intense. Well, this this is kind of interesting, talking about poltergeists. When I got here, that's the kind of the first things I experienced, Mm. stuff moving around. And one of probably the most unique poltergeist things that happened was... uh, we had our little cat, Leda. She's a little itty-bitty thing. <laughs> and she, when we got her from the rescue, she was the claws, and she had no claws. And we, once again, we were sitting in the living room, and we kept hearing, meow, 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 meow. No. And we're like, so I go into the our bedroom, and Leda is way up in top of our closet. There's absolutely, positively, no way she could have climbed up our clothes up the side of the wall over uh, a thing holding our clothes and get to the top. Somehow Hmm. we believe that one of the spirits put her up there and it still mind boggles us when we think about it. I mean Oh, that's creepy. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, you've seen, you've heard of cats getting in wild, bizarre places, but I mean, and my cat's declawed too. There's no way that, the way you're describing it, that a cat with with claws would be able to do that, let alone without that those tools, you know? Yeah, it, it was, it, it, we're sitting, and the only thing we heard was meow. We didn't hear any disturbances. Hmm. We didn't hear any, like, clothes moving or anything. And I went in there, and I just could not believe that she was up at the top of the closet. Now she got there. We don't know. Well, we believe. No, but. Yeah, it, it's literally impossible. The, you know, the what? the way that clothes are, and then there's the two shelves. And it, it would be impossible, I would think, with a cat with claws to be able to do that. So, right. Yeah, so that was really unusual. Right. And, you know, may just scratch your head. but Kind of well, makes yeah, you so- wish you had a camera like a video setup where you could have seen something like that. Like all of a sudden you see your cat floating in the air and being placed carefully on this closet, you know, it's kind of like, okay, nobody would believe this unless they see it. Well, in some of our EVPs, they do talk about our cats, which is kind of, kind of interesting. So they do recognize our cats. Wow. That's uh, cool. The most, the most recent is uh, when we've had that really bad winter here where it was like 20 below zero. So mm. we started, we have two outside cats. So we started put them in, we have a little art studio. And, you know, we were keeping them in there. Yeah. So they decided after it warmed up that we're actually keeping them there at night because we have a lot of foxes and coyotes and mm. stuff around here. Yeah. So I put a camera in there so we can keep high on them. So... I guess our resident spirit that's over there started talking on the camera. <laughs> and I'll give you an example. I went in there the other day and it goes, oh, it's him and the cats. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, they're very vocal. The, the reason we got our cameras goes back to, you know, your, your question is I started, you know, we both started experiencing all this poltergeist stuff. So I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to get a, get cameras and I'm going to put them in. And that's what kind of started the whole thing. But I, I don't know if you remember that EVP we sent you with Jacob and that real long one. That was the very first thing we got on camera. That, yes. That I mean, it was like we turned the cameras on and every time we turn them on, they're talking. Right. And that is phenomenal. Yeah, you guys have gotten some terrific electronic voice phenomena evidence for sure and like with me investigating the paranormal for so many years i still treat every piece of audio evidence like gold you know i just get so excited when i get that you know like to me it's a gift from the deceased it's a gift from the dead it's the voices of the dead you know and so to me i never get sick of that ever and so it's like okay yeah we have an emf spike here we have a cold spot here that's cool but oh with evps i'm just like a little kid for christmas i just get so excited (laughs) well it's it's so um happy period like you know we have a friend, Danielle, and, you know, she'll call me and stuff like that. And every once in a while, she'll go, oh, I just heard the voice. Hmm. And they'll literally go over the telephone and talk 
through the telephone. And, uh, you know, it, we get it from what my mom calls to. She's always saying, oh, I heard that man's voice again. Well, even our Alexa. We have the Alexa devices. They've even gone over the Alexas. Wow. That's neat. Yeah, I, I've had that happen to me, too. Like, when I had my radio show... When I've had my radio show, I'll like record with, I would record with people and then I would do it live Friday night playing the recording. And so I would be sitting there just kind of like, I had to be there just in case something happened on my end with the radio show. So I'd be sitting there listening and all of a sudden I would hear these voices that weren't there before. And even on my podcast, I've had that happen a lot where I'm editing and you know getting out the uhs and the ums and the silence and all of a sudden i'll hear like a whisper or or just different things and it's different voices and i'm like oh that's cool sometimes i'll hear it right away while we're recording and i'll just go so and so is there a man with you and they're like no i'm by myself and i'm like yeah you're not there's a man there with you Incredible. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, a lot of the same places that, uh, you know, kind of raised the hair on the back of my neck when I first moved in, which is in the basement. Uh, you know, he, he always, you know, had that feeling that I had. But, but he told me, he said, you know, I never felt like that house was mine. Hmm. And see, the moment I moved in, I felt. Yeah, this is like home. this was my house. I mean, wow. You know, in fact, when I saw it in the photographs before I even came to look at it, it was like, okay, that's going to be my house, and which was kind of weird the way it worked out because people had already, you know, signed the paperwork to buy the house, and they were from out of state, and so. I wasn't even allowed to, to put a counter offer on it because it was such a 100% deal that hmm. it, the house was sold. So then I got a call from the real estate agent, you know, because I thought, well, okay, you know, I saw a house I loved in the photo, but I wasn't allowed to see it, but wasn't allowed to put a counter offer on it or anything. Hmm. And then I get a call from the real estate agent said, well, the deal fell through. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. And it was, you know, right closing, it fell through. And so I came, looked at it, put an offer on it, and got it. <laughs> that is cool. That's awesome. And that's, yeah. I like how the fact that you got to talk 
with the past donor and he was able to kind of clarify it's not just you guys i've had experiences here too and it's just kind of like the oh my god moment it's not just us we're not going crazy it's not in our heads like you know other people have experienced it here too and it's really neat that he was like no i never felt at home here and all of a sudden you're like that's my home that's gonna be my home and it you know things happened and there you are right I'm still here. <laughs> People are always saying, why do you guys still live there? <laughs> it, yeah. It's been happening so long for us now that it's it feels normal. I mean, yeah. you can see an apparition walk across the dining room floor, and it seems normal to us. Uh, I still feel at home. This is my home. I love our, my home, and I, you know, I love our family. And Right. It's normal. It just seems normal for us because it, it's happened for so long. Okay, so you guys, we already talked about a little bit about Richard, one of your resident spirits. It seems like your home has a lot going on and that you probably have several resident spirits there. Do you know the identity of any of them? I'd love to hear more about that. And how did you know who Richard, you know, his name was Richard? Like, did somebody tell you, or did you figure that out on your own with an EVP, or how did that happen? Uh, most, almost all of our ones, so far we actually, I, I have a list that I kept, is we have over 50 named spirits, and how we've discovered their names is they've said it in EVPs. Wow, that's uh, incredible. And, Five zero fifty. Yes. Oh my God. I, I started keeping track, you know, every time we got a new name. The last name we got was from the studio when the resident spirit said, I love Jennifer. Oh, wow. So when we would hear a name in the EVPs, we would write it down. Occasionally, we would get a full name. For example, we have a Richard Owens. We have a Bobby Wright. And, and there's a couple more that we got the full names. And they've all come from EVPs. And what's interesting about Richard is that we can actually ask him questions and he'll answer us, which is, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Richard, like I said, I think Richard's been here the whole time. Yeah. I think he was here before me. Hmm. So we've, we've not gone and looked at our, home's history or anything like that yet it's something we need to do but uh, yes Richard he gave his name on EVPs and also you know I told you about our friends Danielle and her her uh, significant other is uh, Derek and we had they asked to come over and kind of do a little investigation and see what they came up with and so we had them over, and her equipment kept coming up with the name Richard, Richard, Richard. And so, hmm. yeah, and she actually saw him outside, and so did I. We were outside sitting on the front porch, and she says, oh, I see this man standing beside the porch. And I looked over, and sure enough, you know, there he was. But... uh yeah, Richard's been here. Richard's very vocal. Yeah. Um, Richard's the one that likes to tease David. He likes to call me names. 
Oh, uh, I've been there too, David, doing this for so long. I've had, I've dealt with some grumpy spirits who just call really mean names. I'm like, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what Richard does to David. <laughs> oh. We also, you would love these guys. We have, uh, we don't know their names, but we call them the munchkins. <laughs> it's because when they leave EVPs, their voice sounds like munchkins. Oh, how cute. I'll send you, if I can, I'll probably send you the one where we're in our sleeping in, or getting in bed in the uh, munchkins. What was neat about this was not only do you hear the EVP, but you, the camera tracks them, you know, because it's a motion camera. And you can see the camera track towards the side of the bedroom, and then you hear the munchkin goes, look at those pigs. Now look at that pig. <laughs> oh, and, and they do it in munchkin voices <laughs> and so every once in a while we'll get them they popped up the other day in the studio actually going look at the pig oh There's my god pig. can he get any bigger oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> so, wow uh, probably, uh, probably uh, you know with Richard which is pretty pretty uh Awesome because he, you know, he, it's this has been going on for a while. We're talking back and forth, with him. probably for myself. We seem to, from time to time, get resident resident spirits kind of pass through here. Uh, for example, I, I was getting in the car to go to the local Piggly Wiggly. And, uh, <laughs> look at the little pig going to the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at the pig going to the pig. Yeah. So I happened to look down, and the guy, the person's name is Michael. Oh, interesting. But instantly, I knew who it was, and I started crying. I mean, it shocked me. Wow. So, you know, I took a picture of, of the thing and got home and did a little research and come to find out that he's a, uh, a military veteran like myself. And he was just recently buried down the road from us at a uh, veterans cemetery. So I just kind of put two and two together that you know not only are we getting spirits from the Civil War to the 1800s to today, they seem to sometimes come here. You know, we used to think it was like we would call it Central Station or you know like a moth to a plane, but it it, it was that was probably my most with, you know, actually, you know, being introduced to the spirit that kind of really uh, took me back. Yeah, which kind of, it always makes you wonder why this house, this place is so haunted. You know, of course, we've captured the portal. In fact, uh, Fright Club, that's one of the things they, they had on. It was the portal opening up in the bedroom and closing. 
And <laughs> so we, you know, we know there's a portal. In fact, we've caught him a few more times. Well, I guess there's a, probably three or four that we know of in the house. But you know, it, it always kind of makes you scratch your head and go, "Why?" Right. Uh, now, you know, I don't know if you knew or not that, you know, David has some sensitivity to spirits. I've always been able to, like, walk into a building or whatever, and I can feel the spirits in the building. I know where they're at. Yeah. But David had some, but he had meningitis and died twice. Oh, geez. Wow. After, yeah. Yeah. And they brought him back, and after that, it's like, he's so open now that it's really a bother. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that I think that's why we have an enormous amount of activity, not only the portal, but I think that David is open and stays open. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you, for dying twice, I'm glad that you're back and living and yeah. that you're okay now. But I've heard that before, like on several occasions where somebody has like a either near-death experience or they die and they're brought back. And after that, it's like they're like more in tune and like, you know, have like things happen to them or around them and stuff. It's like almost like they're magnets for the spirits. It's really interesting. Well, Kim was telling me, uh, I was I was in the hospital in intensive care for 30 days, mm. and a lot of it I don't remember. And she kept telling me that, I kept telling her that I wish these people would leave me alone so I could sleep. And she was saying that I was talking about people coming into my room constantly to, to visit and come by my bed, and, and I kept complaining to her that I can't sleep because they keep, at, you know, coming and standing by my bed. <laughs> and I don't remember that. It, it was so bad. That, wow. And, you know, he was on all kinds of medications, and, you know, because they were trying to kill whatever it was that was in his system because they couldn't identify if it was bacterial, if it was hmm. viral, uh, anything like that. They just knew that he was deathly ill. Wow. And they had to attack it in every way possible, which is what they did. But it got to the point, because David kept telling me, you know, about... And a few times he would refer to them as spirits, you know. So I asked his doctor, one of his doctors, <laughs> if medication could possibly make him see things that weren't happening and that sort of thing, because I was really getting concerned. And, and the, the doctor said, well, I'm sure some medications could cause that, uh, but he thought that maybe it was, uh, he said a lot of people who are put into the type of situation David was in where he's locked in the same room and that sort of thing, that it, it's a psychological thing that happens to them where they start seeing things that aren't there because they're not able to be out amongst the outdoors or people and things like that. So I kind of suspected that that wasn't the case. Right. But, but you know, David huh. hadn't, he, he wasn't able to sleep. 
And the reason why is because he kept having people come visit him. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um, well, and then, you know, I when I got home, that's, for, for me, that's when I started seeing people, you know. And we'll go into more depth later, but, you know, that's with the apparitions. That's when I started being able to see him. Wow, that's incredible, and that makes sense that, you know, you you died not once but twice, and all of a sudden it's like, bam, it's just on overload. And so, again, I've definitely have heard that happening with many others. And so, obviously, first of all, you guys, I appreciate you both being on. I mean, you guys have so much to talk about and share. And, David, I'm right there with you with the attachment. I mean, that, you know... I feel for you and I get emotional about mine too at times, but yeah, with you, you guys shared so much like, you know, from dying twice The my mom brought up a good point just now and they, she's here in the room. Mom, if you want to say hello. Hello. As mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, they went through a blizzard to get here to surprise us 2000 miles away. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Big surprise of the year. Like she said, the veil is a lot thinner now for you where you're experiencing things that you weren't before. And it took you dying twice to actually just go through all this stuff. And so to be that sensitive and yeah, I mean, that's just your stories are definitely phenomenal. And so you guys, you need to come back for next week. We're doing a part tour. David and Kim Libby are joining me again. And we are going to be talking about EVPs and they'll have some to share with us and evidence and photo evidence and apparitions galore. So definitely you don't want to miss that. <laughs> And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate uh, you uh, having us on, and uh, and I appreciate you sharing your attachment story. It means a lot to me. Oh, likewise. Thank you guys for taking your time out of your day and being on and just sharing some quite personal things. And um, I'm so excited to have you guys on for next week. And so big shout out to Kim and David, and I'm really looking forward to our next conversation. We are, we are too, most definitely. Well, we will see you guys next week then. All right. Take Thanks. care. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> what a sweet couple. They are always posting, like I said earlier, phenomenal things on Facebook and social media in general, pictures, videos, evidence, what have you. Really can't wait to have them on in the future next week. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes. Listen to the others, you guys. They are all spooktastic. Haven't heard every single one yet? (laughs) There's my mom laughing. (laughs) No crying is needed, my friends. You just hit up any of those podcast platforms, such as Deezer, CastBox, Spotify... (laughs) My mom's still laughing, making me laugh. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, basically wherever you may roam to listen to your other spine-tingling podcast, you'll surely find paranormal prowlers lurking in the background. This week's special city shout-outs go to... So my mother 
actually picked the cities out, so she is going to share with you in her non-monster voice. Take it away, Mother. Lake City, Colorado. Santin, South Africa. Reno, Nevada. Cleveland, Ohio. Salt Lake City, Utah. And Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I told her as a rule, I like to do one foreign, but not a bunch in a thing. And she picked Dublin. And so I made her put it back. And so she she had to be a rebel and throw that in there. So that's pretty funny. What a bad girl. So thank you so much for listening, folks. <laughs> She's still laughing. Um Know a spooky location that you think would make a terrific episode? Send an email my way at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. Throw a review my way, a rating, subscribe, have a grand old time. See you for part two with David and Kim Libby.